Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. And I'm here every week to help you increase your skills in grant writing so you can secure winning grants, increase nonprofit funding strategies, and to help you transition into freelance grant writing or to grow a freelance grant writing consultancy with ease and a higher income than you could have ever had working within a nonprofit. On this week's podcast, we have an amazing guest, Deborah Reed of All Funded. She is an amazing grant professional and you guys are going to love this episode. She has also been through the Freelance Grant Writer Academy and is now in our Grant Professional Mentorship Program as well. Last week, if you didn't check out the podcast, episode 274 was amazing with Jill Turner. And Jill and Deb actually were in the Freelance Grant Writer Academy at the same time, so it's a lot of fun. So they just were in our last round, um, amazing women. And what I love about both of these women is Jill is a generalist. You would have heard that last week. If you didn't check out that episode, please do. You can see how she tripled her income, is now working with international and national clients, and got her master's all within six months. And she balances her work-life balance. Amazing. In this week's episode with Deborah, what I love about these two women is Deborah is quite the opposite as far as her structure of her company. She is a specialist. But what she has in similar with Jill is she has also grown the revenue of her business in a very short period of time by utilizing the systems and the mindset work that we do within the Freelance Grant Writer Academy. And she's going to be talking about that today. So this is really good for you to tune in if you are not sure where you want to go with your freelance grant writing business or if you're coming from the not a nonprofit where it's very specific and you're like but I just know this one thing this one industry that is absolutely fine so a little bit about Deborah is she's been writing and managing grants for 15 years for arts organizations and when she first started in the freelance grant writer academy she says I come from the performing arts background that's my jam that's where I live in LA this is my networks I understand state grants for performing arts all of that is that being too niche I said no not at all she also has a master's degree in art management this is what she's been doing, working inside nonprofits that are performing arts organizations. This is what she knows. Therefore, this is a strength, right? Because a lot of performing arts nonprofits do not have grant writers and they need grant writers. So through the Freelance Grant Writer Academy, she was really able to identify her niche and really lean into her strengths and her passion and what she's interested in. And she's been able to increase her prices and get clients not just in LA but also in Austin and other places because she doesn't have to be geographically focused she can focus on the niche right performing arts nonprofits are all over the place so now she can actually go wider because she's going deeper into a niche so if this sounds like something that's interesting to you, especially after you listen to how the Freelance Grant Writer Academy has helped Deborah, you are gonna wanna join. The doors close very soon, June 18th. Jump inside, this is a year-long program where you have a community, you have support, 
You have processes that actually help you identify your pricing, your services, if you would like to go niche or generalist, how much to charge, how to set up a marketing plan that works for you and you're not just on TikTok all the time like scatterbrain, but really to be able to market very specifically and have more peace of mind because we also have mindset coaching within the program because those things come up. Come on, you guys, we're talking about money here. So whenever we're talking about money, it's a trifecta as far as mindset. So we cover so much within the program. We give you all of the support, the coaching, the community, and the processes and templates to actually start and grow a very successful freelance grant writing company that is aligned with your passions and strengths. So do join, jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 275 for all of today's show notes today, as well as to join the Freelance Grant Writer Academy while the doors are open. Once again, they do close June 18th. And if you're listening to this in the future, join the wait list. You already want to want to get on that wait list so you can join the next time we open. Before we talk to Deborah today, I also just want to give a wonderful word to our loving partner and sponsor, GEMS Grant Easy Management System. If you are looking for a way to manage all of your grants so you don't wake up in the middle of the night sweating, but you actually, because you're like, oh no, I missed a deadline. Never do that again. GEMS keeps everything organized with you all the way from the proposals that you've written to the funding sources that you've talked to and their contact information. It gives you alerts. It also tells you how many proposals are still out there waiting for approval, how many you've gotten awarded, what ones you need to follow up on. All of that, you don't have to organize it. It's all in GEMS, a beautiful platform designed by grant writers for grant writers. So if you want a little sneak peek, definitely join Rachel Waterman and her team for a free demo so you can go behind the scenes and see how GEMS works to get that sparkle to help you manage your grants so they're not managing you. Jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash G-E-M-S to schedule that free demo today and also see some bonuses over there. It's awesome. All right, so back to our episode today with Deborah Reed of All Funded. So as I mentioned, Deborah Reed, she is a grant professional. She's been writing and managing grants for 15 years for arts organizations, and she founded All Funded Consulting in 2022. She has worked as a nonprofit leader for multiple performing arts organizations and as an actor, theater producer, and board member for over 20 years in three different cities, LA, Chicago, and Boston. She has served as a panelist for the California Arts Council for multiple grant programs and is a member of Grant Professional Association and has a master's degree in arts management. All right, so you're going to hear from Deborah today on how she has established her grant writing company, All Funded, which specializes in a very niche nonprofit market, performing arts. And once again, for all of today's show notes, go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 275. Here's Deborah. So welcome, Deb. Hi, thanks. Nice to be yeah. here. Yeah, this is exciting. So I always love having people in the programs on the podcast because it's talking about your personal experience and then just sharing too with other folks who are thinking about becoming a freelance grant writer or thinking about even how you got going on, right? So that those that are nonprofits listening today and to hear more of your story. So you came to um, Grant Writing and Funding, and you came to our Freelance Grant Writer Academy, which is what we're going to be starting up soon again. So I wanted you to yeah. share your experience so people can hear like behind the scenes too on 
where your business is and you have all funded once again um people can definitely check that out we'll have that in the show notes as well so yeah yes. mm -hmm. um well i am um, for me uh i uh the academy the grant writing academy came at it was really at the the timing was perfect for me um i had started a business um, I've been working in grants um, for a few years. Like I said, I started as a volunteer. Um, my background is um, in the arts, in acting. I started writing grants for a theater company I was acting with. Uh, I shifted my career to arts management, um, but I found that when I, when I was a managing director of a theater company or whatever I was doing, my focus was always on fundraising and raising grants or writing mm -hmm. grants, no matter what mm -hmm. my job description was. And that was what I gravitated to no matter what I was doing and I got I got really good at it um and so I kind of thought well why not just just do this <laughs> um I really liked the freedom the idea of freedom and flexibility that came with um running my own business so uh about almost exactly a year ago well actually a little more than a year ago now that I think about it I I started um I started my business part-time uh, mm -hmm. While I was working um, at, in development at another nonprofit, mm -hmm. and then uh, a little almost a year ago, I I went full time. I um and I over the summer of last year, I got two clients, and I was I was writing grants for them, um, a theater company and a dance company, and. Nice. Um, yeah, it was great. Um, I had had a little bit of coaching um, earlier on, just really basic things. I, I, I getting my license with the state and the federal government, uh, buying my um, domain uh, for my website, but I really didn't know a whole lot else about how to um, run a business um, and particularly running this kind of business because right. as grant writers, we're pretty niche and mm -hmm. it's, it's a little, um, I think it's a little difficult to find, it was difficult for me to find peers before finding you and the, the group um, mm -hmm. because we're, it's so specific. And even people who use my services or use our services don't initially come to me knowing exactly what the scope of my service yeah. is. <laughs> so, um, so um, it was it was it was very much the right the academy was the right thing at the right time for me. Um, I, I was writing grants. I was working, um, but uh, the academy was helpful to me in that it helped me put some systems in place and put names to um, challenges. I'll say um, and 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 and, uh, and good things too that I didn't really know how to to talk about. It gave me a vocabulary. And a new, uh, more logical way of understanding um, the things that were coming up, right, right. in my day to day. Mm -hmm. I love that, and I love that you came from such a niche within the niche, right? Like we talk about nonprofits in general, and there's so many different causes, and and you really have that education and experience and knowledge of you know the performing arts of of arts and in you know more of that context where you can really bring it. And I remember when you were in the academy, because one of the things we do is really talk about what is your ideal nonprofit client mm -hmm. and how would you work with that? And I remember it was kind of like, well, these are the people that have kind of been coming to me and this is what I know. And I was like, you have permission to stay in that space. You can. Yeah. And thank you. It was one of the best decisions. One of the best things I got out of it, um, because I, I 
when I started the business, um, and I, I, I kept the name of the business all funded, I purposely mm-hmm. kept it a little bit um, broad because I was like, well, I don't want to be just arts. I want to, I want to work for everybody. But, um, you know, I, you, you encouraged me to lean into my strengths and it is my passion. It's frankly, it's the sector I know the best. I mean, I, yeah. I don't, um, it, it, not that I, I wouldn't refuse a client outside of the art sector necessarily yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. if I yeah. thought I could help them, but I don't know. I don't like, you know, nationally, I don't have the same, um, experience with like the department of education that I do with the NEA, for example. Um, yeah. so, um, I mean, that would be, it would be a, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but it would be a, a, a steeper hill to climb. Um, and also I just, I just like it more. It's just more fun. They're, they're my people. Um, when yeah. I was, um, in grad school learning to be a, an arts manager, um, my mentor there told me, said you scratch an arts manager you're going to find an artist and it's true I speak the language I still maintain uh, my own creative work which this business allows me to do but it's um I think that uh I think that there's a language that we all different sectors have I think scientists understand scientists and artists definitely understand other artists um and by the way those are usually the people on the other side of the grant who are receiving the grant too, they tend to be other artists. So it's really helpful. Um, if you know how to speak the same language as your grant panel, we're probably mm-hmm. getting ahead of ourselves here, but it, it I, I think that uh, that is why I've been able to be successful is that I, I know what they care about. Yeah. And I, I love leaning into your niche, leaning into that because with that, it everything becomes clear. Like I remember you too, it was like all of a sudden you're like, I know what content now to make for my website and your website, even though it's all funded, right? Which is a great way for people to find you. It's lots of arts pictures on it. Like you guys have to check it out, right? (laughs) So definitely check it out and, and see the niche. And because then you're talking to those clients, you know, you're talking to those arts organizations when you have pictures about the arts or of the spotlight and you have like a great snapshot of different grants that you've written and received and those all have to do with the arts like a lot of them right so it, it is like just easier for marketing have you found that then as we work through this with you yeah definitely mm-hmm. um i i've been um i mean it's still fairly new my website but um but i've i've been surprised at where it sort of took off um but I guess it makes sense. Um, I really, uh, I got a lot of traction and I still get a lot of business from um, Facebook mm-hmm. uh, rather than the more you know, professionally oriented things, but that's where my friends are. And guess what? My friends are all artists. And exactly. You know, it, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that so much. So yeah, so it's helped you with your marketing to be like, okay, Facebook is a, my place because these are where the artists are hanging out that I know, right? That's yeah, exactly. Location. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty uncool to say Facebook is your place right now, but what can I say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where it is. That's where it is. So that's awesome. So I love that you you work through that on in the Freelance Grant Writer Academy is to really understand, you know, I've started this business and yeah, I have maybe the, you know, I've got the LLC and I've got the things, but whoa, there's so much more to it, right? In this space specifically. Yeah, and coming up, like, how do I really want to bill people? And um, switching from hourly to um, monthly or job-based pricing was huge, uh, mm-hmm. was huge for me. And it's still it's still a bit of a struggle with existing clients, but not struggle, it's a, you know, it's an adjustment, we'll say. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but 
but it is helpful to know what your hourly rate is, whether or not you yeah. present it to the client. Um, that was huge. Um, different means of communication. I think uh, client management, um, establishing boundaries, um, and um, uh, probably one of the biggest things I got um, from the academy was uh, I, have, I had an idea to create a service, mm -hmm. a grant research package. And I, I had an idea. I knew I wanted to do it because I, I really like doing grant research. It's a, I don't know, it's a very nerdy thing about me, but I think it's really fun. I like finding mm -hmm. a match. Um, <laughs> and you really helped me take this idea into something it was like, okay, well, this is, you know, this is what I'm going to do. This is how much I think it'll, how long I think it'll take me to do it. This is the tools I'm going to use. These are going to be my deliverables. This is how much I'm going to charge. This is how I'm going to charge. I charge 50% up front, 50% when it's done. And, you know, you get this whole thing. Um, so it was, it was very helpful in terms of turning an idea into a practical thing, a practical mm -hmm. Um, service. Um, and I've refined it since then, um, but and I continue to do it, but it's been really, it's worked out really well for me. So that was great. I remember that. Yeah. Cause that was also the challenge, right? It was like, also like, see if you can just sell some of these to like, you know, like have that scarcity and all of that and have like, you know, like I'm going to take on five clients or whatever that was. I can't remember yeah. the number, but it was yeah. like getting out there. <laughs> I was a little ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> But that's okay. okay. It's okay. But just to get out there and to, and take the idea. I love that you said that because we have so many ideas. Yeah. So many ideas for my business, but like how many are actually like, you know, they, they've come into manifestation and there's something to it that I can deliver and talk about. Right. So yeah. I love that it became that. And then we had the challenge, like, see if you can just fill up, you know, and that's a good way just to get on Facebook at first. Cause I remember that was too, like, how do I talk about my business in front of my friends? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do I get out there publicly? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so was that I, yeah. As well? You know, that wasn't as big of a, I, I just, um, again, back to, I think so much of what we do in our field and in a lot of fields, but it's really about relationships. Um, do mm -hmm. I trust this person? Um, and it was, I found that that was helpful to me. I also got personal referrals from people I had worked with. Uh, it wasn't like it was all Facebook, but, um, yeah. but I, um, I don't know. I, I was afraid, oh, is it too casual? Have I, have I been too casual on this platform in the past? Well, I don't know, maybe, but I don't, it didn't seem to scare anybody away. So mm -mm. I love that. I love that so much. So are you now full-time in your consultancy? Uh, yeah, I, I am still, I, I, I still, I still write creatively, um, but I, I mean, it's, this is it. This is my gig. I mean, I don't, I don't have another job. Um, I, this is, this is what I do. Um, and the beauty of it is I can work, I can start as early as I want. I can work as late as I want. I can take a break in the middle. It's, you know, I try not to work on the weekends, but if I need to, or want to, I can, um, you know. So you've really set yourself up with your intention too, because I know that's a lot of the things we come into it with. Well, what does success mean to you? Because it might mean working different ways to different people, right? And for you, it was like flexibility as well. Flexibility right? was huge. It was really about, um, I mean, it's for me, it's about working with clients that I care about, that I think I can help. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the most important thing. Um, there is a certain monthly nut that I need to make. So it's doing that. And, um, and I guess I'd say there's a certain working style that I like. I think, um, I think, I think we all know it. Um, when you've, you just have a good partnership with a person when you, uh, when you click really well, um, and it doesn't, uh, like for me, it doesn't mean it's only other theaters. Like it's not because my background mm-hmm. is in theater. I have a, a dance company client who's great. They're they're fantastic. I mean, it it doesn't necessarily mean they do the same kind of art that I do, but it's um, it's a similar working style, I guess I would say, similar set of values, um, and a certain level of respect and trust, uh, which I personally have found easier to come by as a consultant than I did um, as an employee. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even Mm -hmm. occasionally when I was in leadership positions, um, uh, it's, I mean, I I had jobs that I really liked too. I'm I'm not not, uh, saying that, but I I feel like as a consultant, it's, they, they, um, they, they treat you better and they pay you better. So um, it's, it's, it's nice on this, on this side. It's so true. You know what I mean? It's like um, so much. It's like sometimes it's like, okay, the executive director or the CEO can actually talk to the board, but sometimes they just want to hire a consultant because they're like, this is what we need you to say. So they hear it. Right. And those kind of like situations. It's so interesting. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. To have that professionalism. So yeah, it is like a more trusted field. Yeah, and there is something about providing an outside eye, I will say. I think that Mm -hmm. you, um, having been um, in the, um, well, we said managing director in the arts, because there's often an artistic director. It's a slightly different leadership structure. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, as a managing director, you you can get a little myopic about your own organization. You can can lose a little perspective that I think is not so great uh, when it comes to grants, because a knowledge of the whole sector is really going to is really going to help you understanding how your organization fits in to whatever ecosystem you're talking about. Sometimes it's very local. Sometimes uh, I write grants for the city of Los Angeles, sometimes for just uh, working on one for just Northeast Los Angeles, uh, which is still huge because it's Los Angeles, but it's not even a whole city. And sometimes it's nationally, sometimes it's the NEA, sometimes it's all of California. So you've got to understand who you are um, in this um, part of the sector. Uh, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's dance companies from all over the country. So it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's the whole country, but it's just dance. Um, sometimes it's, it's, uh, arts organizations with leadership, uh, people of color or whatever it is. Um, so I think that, I don't know, I, I think it's helpful to, to have that perspective. I love that. Yeah, because, and, and, and especially because you understand it. And I remember one thing you were talking about was it, you also said, I, even in California, you understand a lot of like how government is run in tandem with these arts organizations. So like if some kind of funding is coming up because there's a set aside or allocations or yeah. just because you're in the space so much, you know more than a generalist would. But you know what I mean? You yeah, understand. I think so. I think so. When there's a new, I mean, and they, they do, they pop up all the time. I mean, even you think like, oh, California's released everything they're going to. Like, nope, you know, we got, we got another just today. There was another, another, a little, a little, extra dribble of COVID relief. So, you know, we'll, we'll take it. We'll 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you into this business. So just talking about that too, like the arts organizations, you know, especially performing arts during COVID, a lot of changes, a lot happened during that time, especially yeah. that sector. And you started your consultancy basically during COVID, right? In, in 2021. Yeah, in, in the wake of it, for sure. Um, yeah. the, the challenge, I mean, I don't think it's unique to the arts, but um, there was an influx of cash in late 2020 and 2021. Um, so uh, financially, a lot of arts organizations were actually doing pretty good uh, just because they there was this cash and they were spending very little. Um, yeah. Some retained their staff, some did not, but they weren't, nobody was putting on plays and nobody was, you know, mounting a tour of whatever. Uh, but the the fear was, and it's been, you know, it's, it, uh, well-founded is what happens when the COVID relief dries up, um, which it hasn't completely, but it's, it's trickled off and audiences aren't, I mean, they've come back, but they're still not back the way that they were. Um, some of that is, I don't know if it's still lingering COVID fears at this point, but people just got out of the habit. People, you know, yeah. they, they weren't going, they weren't going out. They were watching HBO, Netflix, or, you know, uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe the writer's strike will be good. <laughs> I don't know. But um, so, so that's really the challenge now is, um, is how do we, how do we get them back? Um, and there's been a restructuring. A lot of arts organizations have not survived, mm -hmm. um, which is, uh, it's, it's really sad. Um, I don't know if it's, it, it sort of remains to be seen whether that's going to benefit those that are left. I mean, I don't know. There, there's, I'd like to see a little more consolidation going on. Um, I don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but um, there's also a big, you know, our sector is experiencing the same change in leadership that a lot of nonprofits are. A lot of, a lot of our uh, artistic directors are retiring now. And so mm -hmm. there's a lot of new generation and there are a lot more women, a lot more people of color. So um there's a real uh there's a real change going on so it's actually i think a good time to be um running your own little your own little tiny little ship you're you're you can be very i, I find i'm able to to be nimble and and um go to where i am needed and if i'm offering something that's not particularly useful you know it's easy to sort of let that go I love that so much. I like how you're taking like the big picture and, and because you're in, you're in a niche sector, you can really do that. You can actually niche down, but then go wide and say, Hey, what's going on? So you have this lens, you know what I mean? That feeds in all these different information points that you're talking about and to say, okay, I'm going to watch this. And you as a consultant, now you actually have the brain space and the time to kind of look at it like that. Right. And to say, how can I be a thought leader in this specific space then? How can I really bring my skills up as a consultant to help consult these organizations that are going through this? Yeah. And I would say, I think that that's actually been one of the more important things is really just keeping an eye on the field on, um, you know, reading the New York Times art section and just, just mm -hmm. reading whatever, whatever that is for your field, I, don't just focus on grant. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Keep up on trends in philanthropy and specifically on grants. I, I read those, I read all that too. But um, you want to keep your eye on the prize. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, and I love how you talked about too, like your marketing, right? You're like, you're like Facebook, but also like word of mouth in the industry. And, you know, a lot of people when they're starting out, I see some of the, what I see some of the kind of mistakes, if you will, is they're just reaching out to grant writers or they're putting in hashtag grant writers to like, and I'm like, no, that's not, that's yeah, not grant writers aren't going to hire you. <laughs> you need to go to where that decision maker is, where that person that is your ideal client would hire you, right? So how have you found, like, I know you've also attended, I believe, like a conference or convention, right? Was that, or you you attended? Um, yeah, I, I've, I, um, I, um, uh, during the Academy, I went to a local arts uh, event um, in Los Angeles. It was in person. Uh, and that was helpful. I did meet some people. I, I don't know if I got, I, I didn't, I got an indirect referral through that. Somebody referred me to somebody else. Um, yeah, I think that that's important too, event, attending industry events. And for that, I mean, there, there are educational events that I think are great within the grant writing world, but I, I kind of, for me, it's like that this was a Los Angeles, it was Arts for LA is the name of the organization. They're an arts advocacy group in LA. And that was great. And it was like, we're back from COVID. It was, it was, it was a really, they're a great organization. Uh, there are other national organizations that I, I have attended, um, you know, national uh, convenings, mm -hmm. um, theater, theater communications group, things like that, um, which I would love to do again. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll see. Those I think are, are finally back after after yes class. yeah and then so if if someone's listening to this they're like oh my gosh we're an arts organization <laughs> we're in that field we're in that that wider sector like how what kind of services you talked about doing grant research as a package like do you have what how can you work with uh, folks out there well um there are a few different ways um i have uh clients that are monthly retainer clients and they are kind of there are two levels of that they're sort of the full service like I will write the grants for you. I'll, I'll sign, I'll make, I won't sign the contract, but I'll make sure everything is signed and, and reported and et cetera. That's sort of the, the, the full service. It's probably the closest to having an employee uh, from the mm -hmm. client's perspective. Um, Cause I do pretty much, unless I literally can't do it. And there are some things that they have to do themselves. Uh, the next level down is I would say is um, I have another level of monthly uh clients of retainer clients where I, I just write the grants and that's um I get the uh, I see the proposal I put it all in a document hand it over to the client they take care of uh submitting everything and that's a bit it's a it's a way for them to offload most of the work um and it, they get a, a pretty significant break on the price so that works mm -hmm. well for a lot of people mm -hmm. I do standalone grants if there's one that um if there's a particular grant that somebody is concerned about that they just need some help with, I can write it for them. That's mm -hmm. only the, the written part. I don't offer service on that. And then um, I do proofreading or document review mm -hmm. and uh, grant research. Um, so uh, I have a grant research package, which involves um, once I'm familiar with the nonprofit, um, I'll do a deep dive of research and provide them with eight to 10 or eight to 12, excuse me, um, viable uh, new funders for mm -hmm. their nonprofit that they could apply to within the next 12 months. Um, mm -hmm. And that that's worked out really well for me. That's been a great way to um, get to know some new clients. 
and it's yeah, fun. I, I love doing that research. Yeah, I love doing. I like that your package because your grant research package. Um, I love all of them, but that one specifically because it's a nice kind of like getting to know you package as well. Yeah, and you get to know about the organization. They get to know you as you work, and then you know that's a lot of work that they've been putting on their to do list forever that they just haven't gotten around to. <laughs> but yeah. You can yeah. then do and take that take that off their plate. And really, because, you know, grant research is, it's pretty intense. Like there's some artists. Yeah, and look, not everybody, there are special services that most people, I mean, you, you, most nonprofits don't pay for yeah. it. I mean, it's, it's, you know, but we do, so. Yeah, not? there's certain specific software, all of the things, right, that you can then pull out of your wheelhouse and say, like, this is what I have and I can do it. And I've yeah. got the ability yeah. and technology to do it. So I love that, that getting to know you and then all of those different programs that you have to help nonprofit. So um, yeah. And like you said, you're like, take on other clients as well, but that's really your jam is the um, theater and arts and, you know, wider sector in that. So I, I think that's wonderful. Um, and I love how you've niched down. And once again, how it's reflected on your website, how it reflects in your marketing, how it makes it easier for you then to come up with your plan for the year. Like, these are the different events I should go to then. You know what I mean? It's yes. not just like any nonprofit. Like that's yes. so overwhelming, <laughs> you know, for oh, you, yeah. right? For anyone yeah, to like totally. with a marketing plan. So um, going through the, so going, just going back to the Freelance Grant Writer Academy. So we are kind of spinning that on its head and its next uh, rendition is we're kind of opening up more of a, a year long program. And you went through okay. the eight week intensive program. So we're really excited about this. But even in that eight week intensive program, like we talked about one of the big takeaways was, you know, getting uh, niched down and saying, okay, I can actually lean into my strengths. What were some of the other takeaways or transitions in your business? And why would you recommend this program for someone that is thinking about starting a freelance grant writing business? Well, to zoom out a bit, um, the beginning of the program was also very powerful for me. I'm really thinking about, um, what are my values? Uh, what do I want from the kind of work that I do? Uh, what is my relationship to money? What is my perception of myself as an earner? Um, uh, really, uh, really fundamental, actually pretty deep <laughs> questions uh, that that I, I hadn't really thought about in that way. Um, and I think that uh, for me, uh, I think getting really comfortable asking for what I was worth um, as was really powerful uh, and getting out of that uh, pattern of uh, sort of undercutting myself and then feeling resentment uh, toward my clients who were only doing what I asked them to do. They weren't doing anything wrong. Um, it, it, just getting out of that as quickly as possible was really, really helpful. And to have a group of peers who were doing it too. We were all going through it together. So that's always helpful. I love that. So, and yeah, I'm just talking about, because my a lot of people that's, you know, they want to know too, like finances, number of clients, like that's all increased for you. Yes. From that start. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So when you, when you looked at, like, I love that you talked about the value and I think that resonates so much with so many people is I'm undercutting myself. It's like a lot of times I ask people, or I ask this in the, in the mentorship too, I say, how many of you have given discounts before the nonprofit has even asked for one? And everybody raises their hand. It's like <laughs> this nature that we have. And I'm like, stop doing that. Why are we yes. getting in their heads? Right? Like we, we don't need to do that. And 
And it is, it gets to that like, oh, I gave them too low of a discount, even though I'm the one who gave them that, they didn't even ask. And now I I'm know. <laughs> like, what the heck? So it's like working on a lot of the mindset with, with money, with, you know, just worth and all of that. And a lot of that is very systemic, which is why it gets so deep, right? Like we yeah. really get into it. Mm -hmm. So from that, have you increased your prices from when you entered to now? I have, um, I have, um, and it's very exciting. Um, so yeah. Um, and it's, it's just, it's just better. It's, it's, um, it's, it's, um, you know, I hate to keep using the word, but it's, it's just less resentment, which is terrible. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just a better feeling when you're, you're, you're happy with what you're doing. You're happy with what you're getting paid. There's, you know, Mm -hmm. no feeling grumbling. less stressed out right that mm -hmm. there's a lot of that like yeah 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 so and then and, the you know it's okay. I will say it wasn't in the budget for everybody um you know there was a client that uh who I adore um but the artist director just said you know I it's not in the budget and I said I understand so I mean I, I still work with them but not on a retainer basis I just do mm -hmm. like the big grants on a job-by-job -job basis it's fine there's always a way to work it out yeah. um I guess that's but the other thing you're getting paid your worth still by not putting in additional time exactly where it builds the resentment so you have your boundaries yes and I will say he was cool he wasn't like oh come on can't you just blah 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 okay. he's not like that so yeah and, and, and we worked through a lot of that too. Like, how do I talk to existing clients about my new rates or when they're coming up for their contract? Like that's, yeah. that's a big discussion to have, right? That we have and we say, okay, here are some, some ways and how you can kind of bring that in. And when you're prepared for it, then it usually is met with a very respectful response, right? From the Yeah, yeah. And if it, even if it doesn't work out, I think it, I mean, sometimes it does work out. So that's great. <laughs> but, um, but even if it doesn't, it's fine. Right. Right. So I love that, like developing boundaries and then, and now your clients, like when you came, like you said, you just had a couple on the side and we were starting your business and everything. So how is your client load um, now, since you've been through the program? Uh, you know, I would say it's, it's, it's actually similar to where it was before it was, I guess it's just a slight increase. Um, but I would say they are, I don't want to say they're higher quality clients, but it's, it's, um, I am probably doing the same amount of work, but earning more money. I mean, mm -hmm. in terms of hours, I'm doing the same amount, working the same number of hours, but I'm earning more money for those hours, um, which leaves me time for other things, which is great. So it's like better, good fit for you. That was kind of leveled totally. out. Totally. Um, and yeah. I love that so much. And I can't wait. And now you're in the Grant Professional Mentorship, which is really scaling your business. So as we continue to grow your business, we'll definitely um, be bringing you back on the show to talk about that. But um, yeah. anyone, so they're looking at starting a freelance grant writing business. Like, why would you say like, yeah, you should take the Academy? Like, why is that a good? Um, you know, it, it really is going to depend on where the person is, um, what their uh, concerns are. But what I got out of it was it was a way to turn an idea. I knew it was something I was capable of doing, but I didn't really know how to do it in terms of it was real just practical. Like, you know, what do I say in the freaking email? Like, what do I like? What, what do I actually do? Um, mm -hmm. And and that's that's what it like. How much do I charge? What what do I what do I 
how do I describe this thing um, so that it makes sense and I'm not rambling for 20 minutes? Uh, for me, it was about taking the idea and making it an actionable plan. I love it. I love that so much. Yeah. So we're super excited to have you go through that program and now in the grant professional mentorship as well as you expand your business. And for folks listening or watching out there, like definitely contact Deborah. She's got amazing services as you've heard. And especially if you're in that arts area, like she knows what's going on. She's staying, she's got her finger on the pulse. So you don't have to all the time and she can just give you the the uh, cliff notes on it. <laughs> so, you're managing a nonprofit. So you got all that That's going right. on. Yeah. So thank you so much, Deborah, for coming. Thank on. you. This was a blast as always. Uh, I'm, I, I, I love, uh, I love the Academy and I love the mentorship now, but I'm happy to, I hope more people do it. It was really helpful. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And you're such a value to the group as always love what you're doing. Love watching you grow and, and your confidence grow and just, you know, the ability and all the work just to be more streamlined and and yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing to see. So thanks for coming Thank on. You're doing great things. Thank for the you. Year. And all we'll right. have all of your links in the show notes. Wonderful. All right. Thank you for tuning in today. It was such a pleasure to have Deborah Reed on the podcast today as she discussed her company all funded. And as we went through how she's been able to really niche down with a certain industry and really get clients, increase her pricing, be more specific with her marketing. You guys are definitely gonna wanna check out her website, allfunded.org, so you can really see how she's positioned herself even with her marketing in her niche market. Very, very cool. I say pick this up and run with it. If those of you who really like to specialize in a certain industry, you can totally do that. So to find out more about Deborah, and if you have a performing arts or arts organization, and you want to hire Deborah for writing grants for you, you can find her at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 275. Once again, if you're a grant writer, you know what my spicy belief is. It is all grant writers should open a freelance grant writing company, even if it's just on the side, because you never know what's going to happen, and that empowers you to have choice. So to start your freelance grant writing company, join the Freelance Grant Writer Academy. It is going to blow your mind. It is going to give you everything you need to start and grow a freelance grant writing company. Even we have a course there that teaches you how to write grants. You're going to absolutely love it. And we have our community. We have our Slack community where you can get reviews of your grants, where you can get your proposals reviewed before you send them in, and so much more. The doors close June 18th. You're going to want to jump in this program and join others and have the full support for a year to start and grow a successful freelance grant writing business. Once again, even if that means working on the side, even if that means full time, you can do it any way that you want. But I definitely believe every grant writer should have a business in their pocket. Even if it's for a grant, just writing a grant here and there, you want to make sure you're charging the right price. You want to make sure you have things already set up so it takes you less time to deliver those services. You want to make sure that you know how to respond to, oh, do you write grants for other nonprofits? We have you covered. Go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 275. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, please do leave a review on iTunes or your podcast player, as that does help other people find the podcast. Thank you again to Gems for our sponsor for today's episode. We love all the work that you do to support grant writers and thrive to get time back into their life because of the systems that you guys have created. Thanks so much. I'll see you guys next week. All right, bye-bye.